0: Happy fourth and final week of Advent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 61. God, listen to my cry. Pay attention to my prayer. When my heart is weak, I cry out to you from the very ends of the earth. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I am, because you have been my refuge, a tower of strength in the face of the enemy. Please let me live in your tent forever. Please let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Because you, God, have heard my promises, you've given me the same possession as those who honor your name. Add days to the king's life. Let his years extend for many generations. Let him be enthroned forever before God. Make it so love and faithfulness watch over him. Then I will sing praises to your name forever. And I will do what I promised every single day. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 1 through 19. During the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. A man with his wife and two sons went from Bethlehem of Judah to dwell in the territory of Moab. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They entered the territory of Moab and settled there. But Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. Then only she was left along with her two sons. They took wives for themselves, Moabite women. The f- name of the first was Orpah, and the name of the second was Ruth. And they lived there for about ten years. But both of the sons, Malon and Chilion, also died. Only the woman was left without her two children and without her husband. Then she arose along with her daughters-in-law to return to the field of Moab, because while in the territory of Moab, she had heard that the Lord had paid attention to his people by providing food for them. She left the place where she had been and her two daughters-in-law went with her. They went along the road to return to the land of Judah. Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go, turn back, each of you, to the household of your mother. May the Lord deal faithfully with you, just as you have done with the dead and with me. May the Lord provide for you so that you may find security, each woman in the household of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. But they replied to her, No, instead we will return with you to your people. Naomi replied, Turn back. My daughters, why would you go with me? Will there again be sons in my womb that they would be husbands for you? Turn back, my daughters. Go. I am too old for a husband. If I were to say that I have hope, even if I had a husband tonight, and even more, if I were to bear sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you refrain from having a husband? No, my daughters. This is more bitter for me than for you, since the Lord's will has come out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth stayed with her. Naomi said, "'Look, your sister in law is returning to her people and to her gods. Turn back after your sister-in-law.' But Ruth replied, "'Don't urge me to abandon you, to turn back from following after you. Wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die.'" And there I will be buried. May the Lord do this to me, and more so if even death separates me from you. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her about it. So both of them went along until they arrived at Bethlehem. When they arrived at Bethlehem, the whole town was excited on account of them, and the woman, women of the town asked, Can this be Naomi? Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the abyss and a huge chain. He seized the dragon, the old snake, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, then locked and sealed it over him. This was to keep him from continuing to deceive the nations until the thousand years were over." After this, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and people took their seats on them, and judgment was given in their favor. They were the ones who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and God's word, and those who hadn't worshipped the beast or its image, who hadn't received the mark on their forehead or hand, they came to life and ruled with Christ for one thousand years. The rest of the dead didn't come to life until the thousand years were over. This is the first resurrection. Favored and holy are those who have a share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will rule with him for one thousand years. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog, And Magog. He will gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. They came up across the whole earth and surrounded the saints' camp, the city that God loves. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. Then the devil, who had deceived them, was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet also were. Their painful suffering will be inflicted upon them day and night forever and always. Today's gospel reading comes from the gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 30 through 47. I can't do anything by myself. Whatever I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. I don't seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony isn't true. There is someone else who testifies about me, and I know his testimony about me is true. You sent a delegation to John, and he testified to the truth. Although I don't accept human testimony, I say these things so that you can be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and at least for a while, you were willing to celebrate in his light. I have a witness greater than John's testimony. The Father has given me works to do so that I might complete them. These works I do testify about me that the Father sent me, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. You have never even heard his voice or seen his form, and you don't have his word dwelling with you because you don't believe the one whom he has sent. Examine the scriptures, since you think that in them you have eternal life. They also testify about me, yet you don't want to come to me so that you can have life. I don't accept praise from people, but I know you, that you don't have God's love in you. I have come in my Father's name and you don't receive me. If others come in their own name, you receive them. How can you believe when you receive praise from each other but don't seek the praise that comes from the only God? Don't think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, the one in whom your hope rests. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, because Moses wrote about me. If you don't believe the writings of Moses, how will you believe my words?
1: I know that you are home and know you sing out. High. feel unworthy and all the hurt when knock in light will know that you are holy and all will sing out high Scream it from the mountains. Go on and tell it to the masses that He is God and shout. Tell it to the That he is God And shout it and Go on and scream it From the mountains Go on and tell it to Alleluia, and we will sing out Alleluia And we will cry out Alleluia
0: The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith, handed down so beautifully, together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you wherever you're joining with us to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today. And to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed, be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Those who honor the Lord, who adore God's commandments, are truly happy. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was All the Poor and Powerless, performed by Noah and Carrie Daniels, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels.